friends are like old memories. They always remind you of your past, and we are reminding ourselves of the past episodes from this week of Good Company for the best of Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking about that moment where you think, "Huh, I, I, I think I want to dream different or bigger or something else for my life." And、uh, you made some changes. Maybe they were difficult ones. Maybe they were easy, subtle changes. How did you find a new direction in your own life? Well, three things to keep in mind: if you can define your personal values, that will help you align all of the things that you're doing. If you can align them with things that are important to you, and you can get rid of the things that have creeped into your life that maybe you don't have any passion for, or they don't measure up to the new mark of. Like we went through your personal values. Also, envision the best possible self. Who could you be? Who do you want to be? And that will help you stay focused on who you want to become. Also, take a look at your daily choices. It is those small little things you do each and every day. Those small little habits that can really lead you down a path where you will be happy and content, or one where you're wondering, hmm, where did I go wrong? So, I'm curious. Nine zero five three three eight twelve fifty. What are some of those things that you have done to find a new direction, producer Mike? You knew it was coming. I had a feeling. Yeah, what have you done? Because you've made a lot of changes in the past twelve months. Yeah, I mean the the thing that sticks out to me was taking time off and just doing like a little reset.、Mm-hmm. Uh, There's time last April. I took some time off of work to do some mental health work, and、uh, just I, I couldn't have been able to do that if I kept up with my schedule that I had. Yeah, the same old routine just had to take a bit of a. Backseat. Yeah. While I really focused on something else, so、yeah. stopping what you're doing, <laughs> kind of <laughs> focusing on what's important. Yeah, I time off. I find that、off. really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, just shaking it up completely,、uh, and then the results is amazing.、Uh, also, setting realistic goals. Got a text message here from Todd. He said realistic goals can really help、uh, make or break you, and that makes sense because if you have unrealistic goals, as we talked about last week,、um, compared to your realistic goals, you're gonna have that. Sense of ah,、oh, I didn't live up to my own expectations, and then you can get down on yourself. So be as realistic as possible. You can catch us across the airways with Joy Radio in the Greater Toronto Area or on demand using the My Joy Radio app for Google and Apple devices. I've got a tasty story for you today.、Uh, actually, I don't know. It's kind of gross. <laughs> I'm Holly Taylor, and this is a ginormous pizza. It was at Los Angeles Convention Center. It、um, literally was fourteen thousand square feet big. It was a perfect circle. It was done in like rows because, of course, they had to make sure they heated the middle, so they had to do it in sections as they are building out what is now officially the world's largest pizza. So Pizza Hut decided they wanted to do this, and they did it. So here's this convention center covered by three thousand six hundred and fifty-three pounds of dough, four thousand nine hundred forty-eight pounds of sweet marinara sauce, and more than. Eighty-eight hundred pounds of cheese and nearly six hundred thirty thousand four hundred ninety-six pepperoni pieces. <laughs> That's a lot of pepperoni. Oh man! So they did this on January eighteenth, but officially made the Guinness World Book of Records、uh, late last week. So congratulations! 
Huh. And what's kind of gross about it is that it's like literally on the floor of this convention center. But don't worry, they did put down a protective coat. Um, and then they laid out the pizzas and started to use this. It, it looks like it's this heater on a, a dolly, kind of. And it's like reaching. I, it's hard to explain. Just it was cooked. I want to know, though, what happened to it next. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of pizza. A lot. Anyway, there you go. Um, world's largest pizza in L.A. And everybody gets a slice. I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking about uh, about the next career maybe that you're going to take or you're at the end of your career and you're wondering, what would have happened Hmm, if I chose the second career option that I had laid out for me way back when? What career would that have been? 905-338-1250. Jordan says he actually wished that he had been a teacher. He's been a doctor for 35 years and curious as to what that would have been like working with the next generation. Yeah, you just never know, right? Um, whose lives you could have impacted. But I think as a doctor, I mean, you're teaching people all the time. So it's kind of an, an interesting parallel to think about. Producer Mike, you know I'm going to do this. I knew it. <laughs> You've done mechanic stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was my first choice yeah. as a mechanic. But uh, then you chose to switch to radio. That's right. That was that was my transition yeah. uh, from career one into career two. And now you're asking for a third one? I'm sorry. No, just stay in radio. Don't leave me. All right. I'll stay in radio. <laughs> I, I honestly have no intentions of leaving uh, the industry that I'm in. I like it. Yeah. It feels like a good fit. Yeah. But... Uh, you mentioned geology and archaeology, and uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a paleontologist, dig up fossils. Ooh. I thought that would have been cool. Yeah. So maybe that's in my future. I don't know. You're never too old. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Just <laughs> to hang out somewhere in a desert and <laughs> dust off rocks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, producer Mike, paleontology, me, archaeology. Huh. Sensing a trend here. We like to dig things up. I'm Holly Taylor, and happy National Spouses Day. If you have a message for your spouse, feel free to text in 905-338-1250. A message here from Mary. She says, my husband, Frank, is amazing. I am so blessed to have been with him for the past 32 years. Aw, well, congratulations. 32 years. That, in this day and age, is not common. So uh, you must have some secrets to a successful long-term relationship, and maybe it is celebrating the little things and days like National Spouse Day. So, Mary, thank you so much for your text message. Maybe you're thinking, well, how can I celebrate my spouse? Well, lots of ways to celebrate your spouse. Uh, if you are really struggling, you can always start with prayer. Maybe God will give something to you as a great idea as to way to celebrate your spouse that's meaningful to them. Uh, make a date. Say things like, hey, I so appreciate you. You know, no strings attached. Just, hey, thank you for being you. And you can have fun with small gestures as well. Um, Sometimes when the budget is small, you can do those coupons. And instead of, you know, putting some stress maybe in your family financially, doing those little things like breakfast in bed, surprising them with a small snack, that's one of their favorites. Um, maybe just going for a walk or just doing something you used to love doing, uh, leaving little notes around, giving words of encouragement. These are all small gestures that can be fun and that are a great way of celebrating our special someones. Tomorrow is a, a somber day 
And it's a day where hopefully people will take a chance and some time to remember. It is the International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And I want to talk about it before the day actually happened, because often we get to the day and then we wonder, well, what do we do? How do we honor this day and the memories of people lost? And so I could not think of a better person to go to than Yale Eckstein, who is the president and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. What is the importance of this day? Thank you so much, Holly. As the president of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews of Canada, it's important not only to me, but to the world to continue to talk openly about the Holocaust. This Friday is International Holocaust Remembrance Day and marks the anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz-Birkenau, the largest Nazi death camp during the Holocaust. Six million Jews and millions of other victims of Nazism perished at the hands of hate. As we take time to mark the anniversary of one of the darkest periods of our generation's history, I want to urge my Christian brothers and sisters to remember their Jewish brothers and sisters. In Canada and around the world today, incidents of anti-Semitism are at a 40-year high. At the same time, 32% of students in North America don't know what to think about the Holocaust. They think that the number of Jews who died has been exaggerated, or they question whether the Holocaust even happened. If we are to create a safer future for everyone, we must all commit to saying never again. On January 27th, will you share the stories of the Holocaust with those people around you? Will you share with your children about the love and kindness that all people deserve and need in order to live in safety? If you want to learn more about the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, you can visit ifcj.ca. Oh, such great words of wisdom, some great advice as to how to move forward and also how to have conversations with our children about this very difficult conversation that has to happen. We cannot forget Yale Eckstein. Thank you so much for calling in today.